Welcome to another podcast for the SAL, uh, joined with, by Darrell David, who's the Amateur FA Referee Development Officer. Um, Darrell, welcome. Tell us a bit um, about your refereeing experience and your career. Thanks, uh, Darrell. Um, so, yeah, so as you said, the uh, Referee Development Officer of, of the AFA, um, qualified in 2011, so 10 years, 10 years this year, um, qualified at Winchmore Hill Football Club. Um, which uh, seems a long time ago, but um, then originally went to, when I started in adult football, went over to the AFC, did about six six months-ish there. Um, didn't really like it, to be honest. Um, so I thought I'd give uh, give the SAL a go and, and enjoyed it a bit more than, than I did with the AFC. Um, and then and then I sort of refereed on the, the SAL, uh, for grassroots anyway, um, Ever since, and then uh, got promoted to level four. I think this is what year we're in now, twenty twenty one. So maybe three three and a bit years ago, um, which was which was good. Uh, got put on the Spartan and South Midlands. I'd been refereeing on the Spartan and South Midlands for at least three or four years before that as well. So that had uh, that had helped me out, and also I think it had helped me come back to the SAL and and be able to take some of the skills that it took to referee at a higher level and, and, and bring that down. So. Awesome. So um, you obviously spent a little while as the RAFA uh, chair, um, which is uh, the Referees Association for people that are not aware. Um, did that sort of pave your way into the role of a referee development officer? What sort of made you apply for the role and what gave you the urge to go for the job? I was, um, I was lucky that I was, uh, I was already um, at the AFA at the time when the, the vacancy came. But um, but yeah, I, I I had four very good years on the on the Rafa Youth Council, two as chair, one as vice chair, and one as a regional rep. Um, and it was it was very enjoyable, um, and got to meet a hell of a lot of people up and down the country, visit lots of different county FAs, lots of different RAs. So when when the the opportunity to become RDO came about, I felt I was in a, a good position to be able to give um, a lot of thought as to what other other counties are doing. Um, as to what I thought we could be doing and and yeah and to, to just go from there so it was quite quite a good uh, opportunity um, and I felt that I could put my own stamp on on uh, football in the air well, refereeing in the AFA. Awesome so obviously being an RDO one of your main targets is to recruit and retain referees in the amateur game um, what's um, what's the what's the best way that we can encourage referees, more referees, to, to sign up and get involved? That you know, maybe not too sure about becoming a referee or, or have some sort of questions about it. What what would you say to them? Um, I think, to be honest, uh, unless you've done refereeing, you're always going to be, or unless you unless you know about refereeing, you're always going to be apprehensive about uh, taking a course or becoming a referee. Um, and I think at the moment we we are, especially in the AFA, I think we're our strongest. We've uh, we've got support processes in place to make sure that people are supported throughout the throughout the court, uh, throughout their time refereeing. 
Um, the FA are changing the referee course to be able to add a little bit more structure and a bit more learning to them. So I think, uh, I think to be honest, it's about referees who are in the game, encouraging people to, to take up the whistle, but also if people are at the end of their playing uh, careers or, or they're, they're stagnated in their coaching careers or, or they're just, they want to get involved in football, but they're not sure. Refereeing is a route that actually nowadays is, is more popular than, than uh, ever before. Um, more money is getting invested into to refereeing. More uh, time is getting uh, invested into refereeing. The reality is, I mean, us as a county, um, obviously with, with all the, the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic, obviously every business, uh, regardless of their sector, is, is struggling. But uh, our county obviously has, has kept me in, in place, which is which is a good sign to to all the referees that they value the referees within the county. So, to be honest, it's about referees pulling together as well, and and really just um, really just encouraging people, and then looking after them when they're here. Awesome. So you touched on a you touched on something there about um, players coming to the end of their playing career that potentially want to move into the refereeing role. Um, some some figures that were put out by the FA quite recently suggested that um, I think it was around 80 to 90% of referees are below the age of 21. Yeah. So oh, it comes the course, yeah. Yeah. So obviously getting, getting more, ex- more people in at more experienced age that, that have played the game and stuff like that. Do you think that that's vital as well within the AFA? I think it's important to have uh a wide range of ages, diversities, uh, genders, uh, everything, sexualities of all uh, people of all different uh, demographics, just because actually it's important that um, everybody, uh, all the teams are exposed to different types of referees, but also refereeing, um, everybody's exposed to different kinds of colleagues because actually that helps us grow as a a community because there are ways that, um, older referees will be able to referee a game. There are ways that younger referees will be able to uh, referee a game and both can learn from each other. Um, I don't necessarily think it's one of these where we have to, um, we have to, uh, we have to go, right, we're going to search for these specific people because the reality is if we search for people and they don't want to be referees, they'll come in, do it, leave, and then we're right back at the beginning. So I think, to be honest, I think, if, if people want to be getting involved in refereeing, then what they need to know is that they're going to be supported and they're going to be shown the best ways to do that and developed so that their um, their skills match what a referee should do or improve to that level. But I do. And, and again, we can try and target people, but at the same time, we just need to let people know the opportunities are there. I think. Anyway. Okay. So, since you've since you've come into the role of a referee development officer at the AFA, what's what's been your biggest challenge so far to date? You think uh, probably pleasing everybody. Um, at the beginning, I felt like all the clubs were just emailing me saying this referee is this, this referee is that, this. and then I thought, oh my god, how are we going to get through this? And and yeah, and it did because actually we sort of got to some people, some club secretaries who we could rely on to be uh, useful in their in their feedback, both positive and negative. And this is the thing that I would encourage all clubs to do is to make sure that actually they're just as positive as they are negative. So 
as you know, as, as a referee secretary, you, you want feedback, but you want constructive feedback, but also you want positive and negative. And it's the same with us as a county. We, we want to be able to know where our referees at so we're able to help them. I think um, when I came in, um, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 24 now. Um, I think some people thought, really, is this guy... Is this guy going to be the development officer for the whole county? You know, does he have the experience? Um, so I think I had to prove a few people wrong, to be honest. Um, I, uh, being a referee tutor, being an observer, being a mentor, um, I, I felt that I had a lot of skill sets. Obviously, you touched on Rafa. Um, I've, we've touched on, on refereeing and, you know, I've refereed on the supply league for quite a while, came back onto the SAL Um so, so I believe that, to be honest, it was getting people on side first. And now I think there's a lot of people who are, who are on side and ready to, to do things. And that's how I think we've succeeded with, with a lot of the projects that, that we've done and a lot of the, um, the situations and the, the good achievements that we've had so far. Awesome. So you say that um, one thing you touched on there was that you, you operate on the spot and then you come back to sort of the SAL. Um, that's one thing that obviously is you're, you're a, an RDO that operates in and around the, the referees that you actually directly manage um, at the grassroots level. Um, you're obviously still an active level four that goes out across the supply leagues, the contrib leagues and, and the FA competitions. But whenever you can, you do come back. What's your experience like now coming back to the SAL when you're operating with referees that you're directly managing and players that you've probably refereed four or five years ago that you know you was a completely different different referee back then yeah I think um I think it's quite nice sometimes sometimes to come back to some of the clubs and they're like oh it's you and I'm like yeah it's me um and uh but I also think it's quite good uh and I encourage any of, of our level fours to, to sometimes just come back and even if it is that that odd occasion if they're able to um, come back and, and give their experience that helps give a higher standard and referees who are on the line to me give uh, that gives them the opportunity to learn as well and it's not only me it's, it's other level fours as well but also that helps the the players and and obviously from my point of view um i've been i've been ref when i've been coming back i've been refereeing on on the division one of of uh, the sal so it, it gives them players um an exposure to uh, referees who referee at a higher level and the expectations of them. So the behaviour should improve because the refereeing has improved, which means the standard of football should improve as well. So to an extent, it's one of them where um, I, I, I can't be back every single week, but if I can give one, one weekend out of six weekends, let's say, um, I think there's a benefit to the clubs and the other referees around and, and all sorts of stuff. I mean, I, I did um, did Bank of England versus Garchonians this year uh, as one of the semi-finals from last. Well, it seems like a while ago now, but from last season. And um, the the assistant that I had on the line had never used buzzer flags before. Now I can't remember the last time um, I did a game without buzzer flags. So even that was, and the referee has learned something off that. And actually that's benefited the game because we've been able to use the buzzer flags to the advantage of, of you know, communicating with with uh, with us as a three, but also the teams have benefited from that as well. So there are lots of situations where people can develop and, and learn as level fours that come back. Awesome. So talking of, of coming back and doing SAL teams, there's um before your time as, as RDO, 
um, you was appointed to two county cup finals. So you've done the AFA senior final on the line, yep. um, which was in what year? 14-15. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you've done the Middlesex Essex senior in the middle as a yeah. referee. Yeah. Both games were, were SAL teams, you know, home and away teams, all SAL. Yeah. Um, what's, what's been your, uh, out of them two, what would you say was, was the best game? As an official, what was the best game? Um, I think uh, it's always great to get the top the top games, and obviously the, the senior cup final is one that um, that you any one of us will look back on look back on and say that that's great. But I, I kind of think the Middlesex Essex clinched it for me only because um, that was the one that I had in the middle. Um, it's it's highly unlikely at the moment that that I'll get the senior cup final until I, I possibly leave the AFA or. or um, there's a, like a, a real rare situation, but um, it's one of them things where, to be honest, I, I liked that game. I also, I, I knew both teams pretty well. It was Actonians versus Polytechnic, yeah. um, who who are two really great teams to referee because they do listen and they do put put in a good game, but they do listen. And that's that's something that actually is, is helpful. So, so yeah, I would probably say them uh, that one out of it. Okay. And... Um... So, as an RDO, what what are your next steps in in the AFA? What what's your future goals? What what do you want to sort of achieve next? We're obviously, you know, we're we're coming out of a, a global pandemic. We're going mm-hmm. into a new season, um, and you know, we've potentially got a whole season from start to finish ahead of us. What's your what's your aims over the next sort of twelve to eighteen months? Um. We're always looking to raise standards. That's that's the first one of the first things to raise the standard of, of our officials, um, supporting our officials. Again, we've we've developed the new referee hubs, um, which which has been great because that's given us the opportunity to educate people and support people uh, at the moment online. But when we go back into into face to face education, that will probably be high up on the priorities to to be thinking about. Um, obviously, we've just made the the new referee shop for the AFA referees again developing that, developing what we can we can try and see from that. Observer education, mentor education, referee education. Um, do you know what? The list seems to be ever, ne- ever never-ending, rather, not ever-ending, um, but never-ending. But, um, but it would be raising the standards of the officials massively. Um, and if we can try and make um, all officials at a really high level, or not only referees officiate at a high level, that will only help the competitions grow and uh, and the referee standards improve. Awesome. So, in your in your last, you know, just just sort of finishing off, in your last ten years of refereeing since you qualified at, at Winchmore Hill um, to to now, when you're a level four and an RDO of, of the County FA, if there's anything that you can change, what you've done, what would it be? Oh God. I don't think I'd change. I don't. Do you know what? I don't think I'd change anything. Um, I think I'd. I think I'd probably go back and look at a few games and think, my God, I probably would have done that differently. Um, but um, and this is this is something that I think officials need to think about themselves. And and this is where also clubs and and players, um, if they if they could know about the aspect of the reflection that goes through a referee, 
Um, it may be that situation where I'll look back on a game and think, actually, I might have been able to do that in a better way. But we don't come off the pitch and we're not, um, and that's it for us. Um, we do have to think about our performances and evaluate our performances. But also, um, you know, you do a pointing, so do I, that sometimes if an official has a blip, they have to go down and, and referee on a, on a different level. Um, and it may be that they, you know, if they're, they're having a blip, they have to go down to senior two, senior three or intermediate two, intermediate three or, or whatever level they referee at and then be able to come back up and, and be stronger. So I would probably say um, I probably wouldn't have beat myself up as much as I did back in the day where I used to get right when I was a level seven, level six, where they'll give me like a, a well, back then it was minor divisions and all this sort of stuff. So a minor division two game and then, then I'd get a junior game or an intermediate game and then suddenly I'd be back down in the, the minors and I, I wouldn't necessarily beat myself up over getting that because now I look at it and think actually it's worth, sometimes it is worth getting a, a lower down game to then just like a player, if a player um, if a player has three games where he doesn't score, sometimes it might be beneficial for him to sit on the bench for, for some of the game and then come back on and actually get that goal um, or, or, you know, um, drop down to a to a lower eleven because because their uh, because their form's dipped. So it's the same with referees. So what's on that? <coughs> excuse me. On that, what's your your process after the game for for self evaluating? You know, do you do you come off the game and are you are you evaluating your decision straight away um, in the changing rooms or in the clubhouse afterwards, or do you wait to get home and then have a think about it and, and replay the game in your head? It's definitely straight away for me because I think uh, if it's if there's a KMI in the game, I'm already thinking about it. And in a way, I need a bit of comfort. I need that um, I need that confirmation whether it's right or wrong to be able to move on. Because if I don't have that confirmation, then I feel like okay, what's gone on here? And I'm a bit up and down. I mean, I had a game not last season, the season before, where as you know, it was last season um, where so much happened in the game and uh, the observer came in and was very tight lipped and it put me on edge for the next three or four days. Um, and the problem was I didn't actually get the report until the Sunday and I was then scheduled to referee on the Saturday and probably had my worst game of the season. It was pretty much my work and it was two quite um, equally ability teams and I was, I was all over the place, but I needed that, that closure to be able to say, okay, I've got, and actually it turned out that the observer praised me massively, but at the same time, it was that bit of, I needed to know that a bit quicker. Um, and that's why in, in the AFA, we're, we're quite, uh, not, I wouldn't say strict, but we're, we're quite uh, onto it in trying to get reports sent to referees, trying to get feedback sent to referees as soon as possible so that that referee can process that and then go, right, okay, bang, see you later. And then we're going to concentrate on the next game so that actually I can go out there and referee to the best of, of my ability rather than having to think about what happened on Tuesday night. Awesome. Darrell, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thank you um, for everyone that's listening, uh, we'll be back again next week for another episode of the SAL podcast. See you all soon.